0: Welcome to Fiscal One-on-One. This Iowa Legislative Services Agency audio program consists of interviews conducted by the Fiscal Services Division staff. Each brief conversational interview features an expert answering questions concerning a fiscal topic of interest within an Iowa State agency. On August 14, 2014, Beth Lenstra, Senior Legislative Analyst for the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency, interviewed Marty Hathaway, Correctional Officer for the State of Iowa. Marty is an employee of the State Department of Corrections serving as a correctional officer at the Iowa Medical Classification Center in Oakdale. They discussed Marty's career, the attributes of a good correctional officer, a typical day for a correctional officer that works the Master Security Control Station at a state prison, and how working in
1: a prison is not like it is depicted in the movies or television. Hello, my name is Beth Lundstra, Senior Legislative Analyst of the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency. Today I will be talking with Marty Hathaway, Correctional Officer at the Iowa Medical Classification Center at Oakdale, also known as IMCC. Hello, Marty, and thank you for agreeing to this interview today. Thank you. When did you first start working in corrections?
0: June 22nd, 1979. Wow. I started working at the Mitchell Training School for Girls. In 1980, I believe it was 80, we went co-ed with boys. I started out as a Security Guard 1, making $9,500 a year. Then I got promoted to a Youth Service Worker 2. And then in 1982, we closed that institution so that it become the women's prison that it is today. So I went to Newton and became a Correctional Officer at Newton in 1982. I worked there until '86. And then I transferred up here to Oakdale in 1986 to the present.
1: You've actually gone through quite a bit of change here at Oakdale in those years. There's been major additions and new duties and functions. Yes. We've added on to this prison
0: quite a few times. We added on to, with the, the suspension to bring in all the receiving, we're the receiving center for the Iowa. We used to take male and female. Everyone that came to prison came to us first. And then the original building was East and West, which is a, an evaluation type center where people are not committed yet to the Department of Corrections, but they're here for an evaluation to see if they're competent to stay in trial or whatever. That's kind of turned into a mixture now. And um, then... And that's then, the
1: Forensic Hospital? Forensic
0: Hospital, correct. That's the original building. And then in the 90s, we added a couple of dormitories on, mm-hmm were the overflow of the receiving inmates. And then we added on a couple of GP units dormitories. And now we added on a big uh, hospital-type setting that we have our infirmary in and uh, all kinds of things over there.
1: You have a hospice over there? Yes. So as a long-serving correctional officer, what has been your biggest challenges?
0: Biggest challenges is understaffing, overpopulation, That makes our jobs harder, especially since we can't turn away inmates. Sometimes we get too many inmates and we have to put them on the floors. And what I mean by that, we have to put bunk beds up, put them in the day rooms, and staffing has just been always a big challenge.
1: Here in the prison, yes, in the prison system. What are the attributes of a good correctional officer? Being
0: firm, fair, and consistent. A friend of mine that used to be a sergeant years ago before he passed away told me it's always easier to lighten up than it is to tighten up. And so he says as long as you're firm and fair and consistent with the inmates, you'll get that respect that you want.
1: So what's a typical day like for a correctional officer at work, if there is such a thing as a typical day?
0: (laughs) We, a typical day. Well, for myself, i got 36 years in, going on 36 years, I've used that seniority to bid master control. For me, it's coming to work at 6 o'clock in the morning, and we're responsible to get people in and out, staff in and out, within a six-minute window. So you're talking 100 people that you have to identify and let them through four sliding doors to get them in the institution and out of the institution. We're responsible for all the fence alarms, the perimeter around this prison. We're responsible for that. We also run the administration desk, which checks in all visitors, anybody that walks into this prison. A typical day is hopefully quiet, but sometimes an alarm turns your day very exciting sometimes, it can turn just like that. So you never know from one day to the next.
1: So Master Control is the final control of the entire institution, really?
0: Yes, I can take control of this entire prison from running inside Master. If something happens, I have a series of things that I do and that will shut down this institution and section it off so that that situation doesn't spread further. We take care of all the fire alarms, all the medical emergencies, uh, everything. Everything is ran into master control. I, we can shut down every control center in the prison. We can do it all from right there.
1: I have seen jails and prisons depicted on television and in the movies. Is that what it's really like?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the movies are realistic; others are not. We're like a little city within itself. We're the police force, we're the fire department. You have good people, and there's good inmates that live here. There's also your troublemakers mm-hmm. that live here. So it's not really like the movies, but uh, some of it is. When you work on a cell house, you do get a relationship with the inmates. And it's their job to watch you 24 hours and seven days a week. And it's your job to watch them while you're here. So the old lifers used to have an old code that I'll give you the respect that you give me in return and I still live by that today so not really <laughs> it's yeah, not I, like the movies
1: not anywhere near as violent no, or No. in your opinion what programs have the best success and should be expanded or reinstated and why the Corrections Academy
0: back in the 80s when we had all the problems with the riots mm-hmm. and stuff We started the Corrections Academy, and we were, as a union, my union official, we were involved with the department in setting that up. And we had two types of academies, the in-service training for people that were already hired and here, and new service for people just getting hired. I remember going down there for a week at a time and classroom. We went through many subjects. Today we got away from that. It's more of e-learning on the computer, and I don't believe that you learn as much, you don't retain as much, and I think that we need to go back to the training academy, in-service and new service. The new service is still there, but the in-service is not. But
1: So they do all in-service training over like computer e-learning?
0: E-learning, we call it. Most of it, we do get weapons still, We go out in the field and do that, but uh, most of the training is online. And I don't believe you retain as much than a classroom setting. Because in a classroom, you're able to ask questions and get other people's views, and on the computer, you don't.
1: In the past, years ago, we had a corrections academy in a lodge down at Mount Pleasant. Right. And you would be relieved from your duties at Oakdale to go to Mount Pleasant for a week or a two, week. a week of in-service yeah. training. Right. And you could dedicate your time to that, concentrate on that, and right. not have to deal with interruptions at your work right. area. Now you do e-learning on master control. How do you do that?
0: If we can't do it on like a holiday, a slow day, we ask for relief. I ask for relief to go to the computer lab to concentrate on it. Like I said, you don't retain as much. We're getting away from the personal training. And I remember the above and beyond that week, if you went to like transportation school, they sent you down for that. You learned how to handle a weapon, shoot it safely, all the things that could happen in a transportation when you're out on the road. And you were there with other people from other institutions. You got to talk, and, and you learn more.
1: If You gain more from other people's experience. Yeah. More yeah. interchange of ideas or right. problems you've seen transporting inmates. Right, and I think that
0: that's one thing that we got away from. And in the 80s, when we had all the problems and, and all that, that was one of the things that we wanted to strive for as a department, to be well-trained and all that. And I think we're getting away from the training part of it is classroom part of it and I understand why it's staffing money all that but I think we're going to pay a price in the future on that if we do
1: during your career what was the toughest job you held and why was it the toughest challenge
0: for 29 years I was a activities officer that means that I bid my days off and shift I walked in and they assigned me to anywhere. That they uh, wanted to assign me to. I worked the cell houses quite a bit. I worked the women's unit for four and a half mm-hmm. years here. That was challenging, very challenging. And I worked the, what we call the whole lockup unit. That's also a challenging unit, cell house. So those two the women's unit mm-hmm. and the, the lockup.
1: Is the lockup disciplinary detention? Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah. Lockup, uh, it was, you're basically locked down for 23 hours a day, one hour outside, and uh shower and all
1: that, so, but yeah, that was interesting. What do you think has been your greatest accomplishment?
0: My greatest accomplishment? I mean, I have to bring my union background into this question, I guess, Beth, because I've been a union official for several years. I'm the president here at Oakdale, local president. I think that making the institution uh, a little um, better for the people that work here. There's some things that we as a union and management were able to sit down and work out, and I think that's made it a better place. I think that the morale of the people are better for that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's my greatest accomplishment. What do you think your legacy will be? I don't know. Hopefully, like I said, Kind of going back to my union background there, I hope people say that I stood up for people. I made sure that everybody was treated fairly and that uh, it may not have always agreed with me, but you respected me.
1: That's my legacy. Thank you for coming in today and thank you for your many years of public service. Thank you, thank you. It's been a pleasure.